Rick Madison, Rick and Friends, and and today we get to speak to someone, and she has told me, and 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 again, I I wanna I wanna just frame this. I actually had to pull her on to the podcast. <laughs> I did. She was a little bit uncertain because, again, on on what she can do, what her gift is, uh, some people may not understand it may not be able to wrap their heads around it. So we're just going to try and shed some light on it today and uh, and hopefully um, dive deeper into, into a very interesting subject, which is uh, Shannon speaks to dead people. <laughs> <laughs> and and there's no other way for me to say that. Yeah. So, so are you, you're a medium. I am. Yeah, I'm a medium. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, and I think that's that's pretty much it is is speaking to dead people or in other words speaking to spirits that have passed so let's um when did you first start to realize that you had this this gift um i mean looking back i i was a child so the first stories i don't actually remember my mom um told me later on in life that i was talking to my grandpa who passed at three for me when i was three and he was sitting in a tree and, you know, telling me that he went here and there and traveling and everything. I don't remember that. But I've always had him throughout my life stop in. Um, and But then the rest of it, unfortunately, was quite scary as a child. Mm-hmm. And then as a kid, you know, you, people are talking about imaginary friends, right? So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is an imaginary friend. And then when I got older, I was like... This is a very vivid imaginary friend like that would come in. And I had one that was consistent as a male who was a bit older than me. Um, but a lot of them were quite frightening. Yeah. I, I can only imagine as a child, because you really can't figure out what is happening. And you have mm-hmm. no basis whatsoever for, you know, what is occurring. And, and you know, I've, I have a daughter who has, you know, she went through night terrors and everything else. And... Mm-hmm. And it's uh, because as a child, you just, there's just no other, you have no basis. You have no, pref- like you have no perspective, I guess. And, mm-hmm. and so, and, and for people listening, and by the way, thank you for listening. But for people listening, uh, they're going, okay, she's a, she's a loon. Mm-hmm. Like this is crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even want to believe this, but, mm-hmm. but the stories I've heard from your parents. <laughs> and like I said, I had to drag you on to this. <laughs> But the stories I heard from your parents were very interesting in that they're specific. And I know your parents Mm -hmm. well enough to know that they, you know, this was probably an unwilling gift, I would say. Like, you you didn't say, I'm going to suddenly talk to spirits. No, this was not like a hobby where I'm like, oh, this is cool. I want to do this more. It wasn't. It was... Something for most of my life that I pushed away, honestly, because it was like it was terrifying. I remember seeing the movie The Sixth Sense and clips of that where he was just terrified, like frozen. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, that's the first time I can relate to anyone ever seeing anything like when I was younger, I thought you don't know any different. You think everybody can like see these things, right? And it's you just go on with your life, whether it's imagination, you're taught, you know, in society or um, yeah, like, 
um, monsters under the bed, right? That mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then when you get old enough, I remember being maybe 10, 11, something like that, and and starting to realize that it's different. Okay, people don't see or hear what I see or hear, and it's it's not going away. Like, they were like, oh, yeah, when I was younger, I had this blue monster or whatever. Well, I never had blue monsters, right? I had, like, dead people, like, in old-timey clothes. or And they, um, what I know now, it, it, I realize that they're not past they are more of the earthbound spirits and they're easiest to connect to. Yeah. So so when you say that, it means that they haven't haven't crossed over mm-hmm. in into yeah, whatever lies beyond. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And so that's kind of like what a lot of people would say as ghosts, right? They're like the ghost hunters and all of that. And that I can't, I can't do any of that. Like even today at the age that I'm at, I can't go into that. I cannot help people cross. And there's some really gifted people out there, luckily, that can do that and provide that surface, service to actually help these people to cross over, thankfully, um, or go into homes that have, you know, people and kind of talk to them and and make peace even if they can't cross over, you know, to kind of give homeowners like peace of mind and make that connection. But I can't do that. It scares me still. It, ma- it turns me into like a five-year-old again. Yeah. So I love dealing with the people who have crossed. Um, children, like little old ladies, like people that have had, you know, a, a good crossing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So do they appear to you in, in uh, present day, like as in, mm-hmm. um, are they whole? Like, can you see them like as a person? Well, see them as a person, but they don't have the, you know, cause we, we get this rendition from the movies, which yeah, is they totally. have part of their face missing and, and all that oh, kind gosh. of stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, <sighs> When I was young, I remember seeing some murder scenes, um, and they're not as gory as you would think. They are more at peace. They're like, uh, it's like a photograph that you can kind of move around and someone's laying there. And no, it's not, you don't get into the direct like wounds and stuff like that. But I also really shoved that away quite quickly. It was the most terrifying. You can do that. I I mean, I did the best I could when I was young. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And now I have good boundaries. But it's taken years of practicing to realize, you know, how I can do that, right? So a story in point, and and this is uh, one of the reasons why I really sought you out to to come on, was uh, your mom was talking about, and I think it, it was, sorry, it was your father talking about traveling somewhere in the prairies and traveling around and they couldn't find the homestead or something. (laughs) And they said, well, let's just, let's just phone Shannon and, and she'll be able to, to speak to grandpa and be able to. And so you did. So here's the thing, like, yeah. So when they called me up, I, every time I go to connect for someone else like that, like on the spot, I'm always like, I can't do this. Because it's like walking on stage without a script, without a speech. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I got nothing, right? And it's over the time that I just have to have the faith that they'll, like, show. So this one was actually a little bit easier because this is my grandpa. So they were trying to find the place that my grandpa was born. And they were out in the prairies and they called. And I'm like, 
di- directions, but luckily, like, I can connect with him really well, right? And I don't, I'm sure he could tell the stories, like, even coming on today, he's like, well, you should say this, you should say, I'm like, I don't even remember that one. But on purpose, like, I, I choose to let go of these things after I have to right? I have to, I can't hang on to them. But yeah, he was, he was telling them directions. They were at like a four-way stop and they're like, we don't know. We don't know which way. And I, I, I know I told them a direction. I don't remember which direction it was. And then they landed and I said, okay, so you're going to look for these posts, right? These kind of posts, it's going to be like this and this and this and, you know, kind of relaying what the farm structure was and everything like that. And then there was a sign on there, they said, and I, I don't remember what it said, but it was like validation that they were in the right spot. So they got, yeah, they got a kick out of that. The biggest thing I think that is so funny is my dad, I would have said that he is like an atheist. Oh, and a, 100%. <laughs> and no. not believer. And, you know, like, uh, worked for the government and, um, like when he has his mind made up, that's it. Right. It's very hard to sway him. So when I sort of came out officially and told him I was, he was the one person I worried about the most. I was (laughs) like, oh my God, it's like, I'm just going to have to come to terms that he's not going to believe me and that's okay. Yeah. Right. But he's my biggest supporter now. He's like handing out cards. He said to me yesterday, I don't have enough cards. And I, <laughs> you know, and he, he's just like, I, I don't know how it totally works, but it works and there's evidence. So you just got to try it and then you'll see. So, yeah. So, okay. I just, I just cannot, <laughs> like, this could be a four hour show anyway, <laughs> but when I'm, I'm, interested in is okay so i i go to you mm-hmm. um and there's different people in our past mm-hmm. and and i'm i'm good with all of them mm-hmm. like you know you, there's no like there's no yearning for me to oh just one last because i i was lucky enough to spend time with each one of them before mm-hmm. they were able to pass and and i don't think there's anything going on but um so would you come into that and just say, you know, who would you like to to contact if you could? No, no, I don't. Okay. I if like if we were to set up a meeting, I would tell you not to tell me who you want to okay. be brought through. Um, and usually people that are coming to a meeting are already open, right? Right. So a meeting, I call them readings as well. And so you can come in person or you would uh, we could do it over video and um, yeah, I would just say, okay, do you have any questions about the process about like, do you have any questions about how I get information or anything like that? And I can answer those, but typically they, you know, people don't, they're just like, oh no, I'm ready. I'm here. It's good. Or, you know, their friend has told them that they had a reading, so they kind of know how it goes. And then I just open it up. I just, yeah, I, I open it up and see who comes first. Um, and it is kind of divine in that way that the person you're you're really wanting to come through normally comes through. It might not be the first person. Most of the time it is. Sometimes there are unhealed 
undone things, right, that need to be addressed that that person doesn't even quite resonate with. So you can have, you know, um, someone come in and say, oh, well, you know, hope that their grandmother comes through because it was like that was like a mother, but they got to have a wonderful ending and say goodbye and everything. But then there's this cousin who might have taken their own life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And no, it wasn't the closest person. It wasn't the person maybe they wanted to visit with the most, but it's quite undone. And my work in doing this is not for entertainment. So for me, it's, you know, it's time, it's energy for me. I do other things. I'm a mom and I like to do healing work. So it's for the highest and greatest good. Right. So that's also my intention. There's three people here. There's my client, the sitter. There's me as the reader. And then there's the spirit, right? Um, so we all have a part in it, right? And it's, I kind of often say I'm like a translator, right, for a different language. So there are things where, like, I'm never going to be 100% right. It's just not going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Like, in translation, I might read something a little bit different. But they will often, they'll, they'll harp on it. They'll just keep going if I don't have it right. So yeah, within a reading, I just start talking, and I just talk. And I don't let the client talk. Like, I don't let them ask questions really mm-hmm. until the end. And um, and they know that. I'll tell them, like, just let them talk first. And I try to get out evidential information first. So it depends, though. I mean, like, yesterday I had a client that was just all talk, right? And I couldn't even get, like, questions. But it was also great because he just talked so much. It was just evident that it was him. And he told stories, but typically I'll ask, um, you know, what you did in your life, like how are you related to this person, to the client, Um, how did you pass, where sometimes I can have feelings put on me um, about how they passed, you know, I can feel in my chest a heaviness or my head or spinning. So I get information in all different capacities. I can see, which is clairvoyance. And that's the thing that I had the most as a child. But the fear didn't allow me to connect so much. So I would see spirit, and they're often, you know, uh, two or three feet off the floor. I don't I have no idea why. But if I saw them in full form, then yeah. Um, often I would just see their face or their upper torso, their body. Um, but it would just be seeing. And the fear, I couldn't, I couldn't get away from my own feelings to communicate other than my grandpa. Um, and now it's changed. It's developed. It's like juggling. There's a lot of different components. It's like being alive, Right? Like right now, there's you can you can hear things outside, right? You can you can feel in your own body, there's temperature, there's smell, there's sight. We have all these different things going on. It's exactly the same. So it's not as cut and dry or black and white as we would like it to be for us to understand it. I will sometimes have movie reels play like in my own head of their life. Like they're showing me. And it's just like your own memories. Like mm-hmm. if you're thinking, okay, when I was six, I used to play ball and blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, that pops in my head. And sometimes I'm seeing outside of their eyes, like seeing through their eyes. And sometimes um, I will, yeah, see them, but most of the time through their eyes. Um, 
yeah, sometimes it's hearing. Smell is very rare, but I do get it sometimes. Um, I have that with my own grandmother. And yeah, yeah, it's all different capacities. Is there spirits around now for you? Um, if I open myself up, yeah. So you, you have if the ability to, to do that? Like yeah, you can just, I can okay. op- open myself up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And And are you... After a reading, mm-hmm. are you tired after that? Like, is, is there a little a bit of a question. drain? That's a great question. Um, if I am in line with the what I'm supposed to be doing, working with the person and staying within my boundaries, I which is 99% of the time, I'm energized after. Like, it is... A natural high. It is. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. When people say like they've had near death experiences and they come back and it's like the ultimate loving and accepting feeling. I get that. I get like a little sliver of that. And it's, it's just like a natural drug. It's amazing. Um, I'm also quite high in energy. So in order to go grocery shopping after or go on with my life and pick up my daughter from school, I have to ground. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like moving my body or if I can go for a run or a hike and if I don't have a lot of time, just have a quick shower, something like that of grounding, you know, eating or having a tea or meditation. something. Meditation, no? No meditation, no. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's... That's not, I'm too jacked. Like I rather like dance in the kitchen. Like it's right. like I have to shake it off. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And then also ground. So seeing, smelling, touching, eating, like all these things. Tactile yeah. stuff. But okay. it is beautiful. It is beautiful. And it also, it makes it so I have no fear of death. I just know that there's this love on the other side that's so expansive. So that's that's where I was going to go with this is mm-hmm. a lot of people listening to this are – because we all have – like, I mean, I think on Google, what is the meaning of life? What happens mm-hmm. after death? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that is probably a common search. Mm-hmm. And people are searching all the time. So, you know, I, I mean, you're not going to be the de facto, but mm-hmm. you can say – there's stuff going on. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to share my theory, mm-hmm. right? And I never claim to know really anything. It's what I perceive, you know, it's my experience. And I just want to say, if I didn't see or have these experiences, I'm not sure if I would believe someone that did wholeheartedly. I'm the kind of person that's like, I'm open. I'm open enough and, and, you know, maybe prove me wrong kind of thing. I'm like, that's totally fine. So when it comes to skeptics, I like that. I like someone that has a head on their shoulders, that's using their brain, but still open, right? So we have things that are factual. This is factual to me, right? I've done it enough that I know I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. Where at 18, I was petrified. I was like, oh, my goodness. Um, But I've had enough experiences. So I get the skeptics. I get that. Like, that makes sense to me. And, you know, it hinders you in a reading if you are really closed off because it's like permission. Um, So I can't really – you have to be open to it. 
Mm-hmm. Right. If you're really like, okay, I don't believe it, but prove it. There is some dynamic I've tried where it's just your energy. I don't know how it works, where it's not going to get across. And I have them here and I know I'm right. <laughs> but they're like, some people are just like, no, no more, no, or whatever. Right. And I can give specific details. I can give facial features and it's like, well, you know, and so You do have to be kind of open for this. You also don't need it. You don't need this. This is just bonus. If you needed it, we'd all be able to do it. It's as simple as that. So you'll figure it out when you pass. That's all good. Right? It doesn't really matter. It's, you know, it's true though. Right? So uh, I think I got off topic there. Oh, no, it's Was so there fun. A question this is, no, there's, <laughs> this is just so fun. You could ask me again. So I, I was on... Um, Oh, what vi- happens in the afterlife? Well, well the, what's my theory? Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> going off on a tangent. So um, I believe that for most of us, um, I, I do believe that it is, it's, yeah, you go to the good place, you know, like that's what I like to say before the show came out. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever that is for you. Um, And people get hung up on, say, religion and things like that. I've seen people cross and still talk about religion, like Christianity and things like that, because that's their truth, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I've seen people who have very alternative views of of, uh, religion and that are very, very strict in it, and they are learning and opening books on the other side and that sort of thing. But I do believe that it's slightly different for everybody in the way that they cross. Some people, you're going to get, you know, this abruptness. You don't realize it's happening, and then you cross. And they wake up, and they're like, oh, okay. And at that point, um, most people transition and, and see their family, and they make contact, and they go on. Um, some people need time to kind of digest that, mm-hmm. right? And that's a solitary place. Um, and it's not a punishment. It's not like go to your room until you figure this out. It is a gift, right? It's a gift where some are confused, right? You head on collisions, things like that. Like, And so I want to go back to where people are earthbound, earthbound people and say ghosts they have the we have this thing about how they're bad or you know malicious or things like that well just like in the world yeah there's some people that are malicious okay there's the same on the other side right there's people with uh, mental imbalances or that are not stable right and so they they might not get out of that area but um if you cross you often get to have that option to then work on yourself. I see that a lot with people who have taken their own life. I call it a hand in their passing. Yeah. Um, And it's an opportunity and I've seen it in different ways, but my favorite um, that I often see is like just a white room. And um, I think it's funny. It's like this like leather um, recliner in front of this huge TV this guy showed me once and I've seen it before like since then and just like relaxing and watching his life 
And I didn't understand when I first saw this, but I get it now where we are like spirits having a human experience. I'm sure you've heard that before, right? It's, I think that's what it is. We're not humans having a spiritual experience. We're spirits having a human experience. So the way I see it is that uh, we're kind of like um, doing one semester of school or one grade of school. And mm -hmm. I believe that we go on and have multiple lives. It's something I believe in. Um, I wasn't sure like when I was younger, but now from what I've heard, that's what I'm leaning towards, <laughs> definitely. Re reincarnation. Yeah, reincarnation. Okay. And it's kind of like playing a video game where you know, like even if you die, it doesn't hurt you. You're just going to like live again. So before we come down, I think that's that's my idea is that they're like, okay, well, we're going to go have this adventure. And then if we jump into the volcano instead of jumping over it, we die, we're going to have another life. <laughs> I know it sounds really superficial, but but I, I want this. to demystify it for people. Like sometimes it's like this big grandiose thing where it's like, oh, we're meant to be this guru for the people. Like this is our calling. And it's like, no, sometimes you are meant to be a single mom that's divorced, that's working as a nurse, long shifts, long hours, and it's just your experience, right. right? It's just being in this body and feeling. So to go back to that room, okay, sometimes life is too much for us, right? Being in a body is just, it's a lot for a spirit. And I hear that over and over again. So I have the biggest compassion for people who do have a hand in their passing. Um, and they will often get that opportunity to relive those experiences without being in body. Mm. So you can imagine like the psychology of that, like that if they have trauma, right, and reliving it within their, their brain, their nervous system, their psyche and their body, it's too, it can be too much. So then to eliminate the body, you're just dealing with those things. And often they can learn from it and get it and go through it. We're often like here in the body, they get to a certain point of trauma and they have to shut it down. And they'll often shut it down and use coping mechanisms that aren't very healthy, right? So go like have a drink or whatever, whatever, whatever. So yeah, so it's like they can get through that, through the hard part of life, through the trauma and out the other end and kind of see it and accept it. And yeah. So at, at times you seem like um, a reluctant person for the for the gift. I, I mean, growing mm -hmm. up. And again, when you talk about the limitations of the body, I mean, that, that's a lot to take in as a child and to 18 and, and you talk about being open to it. Um, and, and my, I have so many questions, but mm. is there, do you feel like there's lots of other mediums mm. on the planet question. and, and that, cause I would think spirits would be bombarding these channels going, I really need you to, to listen. I need, you know, mm -hmm. it just seems like there would just be a lot of people going, no, no, cause there's not thousands of you i mm -hmm. i would assume that there's just only a select few and mm -hmm. and the, they would get 
there'd be a bottleneck <laughs> yeah. of, of spirits going, I'd really, you know, knock, knock, knock. Mm -hmm. I'd really like to chit chat. Yeah. And, and I'm sure there are a lot that would like to chit chat with me. <laughs> I, I don't live for this. I'm a very balanced person. This is part of what I do and I'm grateful and humble for it. And if I ever have an ego about it, I've always um, asked for it to be taken away. I don't want to be on a stage, making millions, anything from that. It has to be healing for the highest good. Um, I do believe that people all are capable of having this. I mean, this is just our root, right? And I think that it's not, it's not a sad thing that we don't all have this. It's a necessary thing. I'll explain why. Because we're here, I believe, to have this experience in a body, right? And if we're completely like connected to the other side, that's a hindrance, right? So we're here to like um, have romance, ha you know, eat an ice cream cone, do a marathon, whatever. We're here to have those experiences of having a broken leg, like, because we can't have those body experiences over there. Um, so what I find is that we often are at a young age, just like people are dismissed early on that it is like what I spoke about for myself, right? It's your imagination. It's, you know, a mon monster under your bed. It, you know, it's, it, it's whatever, right? Um, I, undigested meat, whatever. It, but, um, in society, we do kind of brush it away. I don't think that that's that bad. You're here to have this human experience. And you seem fine. Like, I mean, I mean, we've, we've chatted over the phone and, and yeah. I've, and I just think that you've come to terms with it. And, and I can see that, you know, you've, it's a wonderful gift, but yeah. it doesn't overpower your life. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're a raging alcoholic because no. of it. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but but I mean, it really, when I think back to my vivid moments of, and, and my mom, who was a registered nurse, mm -hmm. used to talk about, you know, these people that would visit her at night and just, you know, because she saw a lot of people pass. Mm -hmm. And she said there were some unresolved questions they had or anything else. And, and I've never seen anyone die with as much grace as my mother, just mm. completely accepting and going, isn't this wonderful? And I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't want it on my Christmas list, yeah. you know, this death. Yeah. But, but she was just very open to it and, mm -hmm. and just, and, and that's why I, I kind of have this connection to there is something, mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know what that looks like, of course, mm -hmm. and you're not supposed to, I don't think mm -hmm. you've, you've probably seen. I like the leather recliner in the TV. I really do. I want it to be 80 inches, not not huge, but go. put but in yeah. that request. Yeah. You'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> but I but I do believe that um it gives people some peace it sounds like. You know, yeah. when you when you give them that, it gives them some just trust that man, I I I think this could be okay. Like Yeah. And I'm not suggesting anyone obviously take their own life or anything else, yeah. but I'm just saying that th this gives them just some hope, yeah, I think. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, I feel like I could talk so long about this, like, but I just, yeah, I feel like people should embrace 
their human experience. I think we all have had experiences like this, whether we recognize them or not. And they can be fleeting. A lot of my information comes quick and fast and it's fleeting. It's not what a lot of people think is like, I meditate and I sit in a chair and then I'm like, show me that you're here and like (laughs) make the lights flicker five times. Like I don't do any of that. It's like I'm washing dishes and my grandpa comes up and he's like, you missed a spot. Like he's, it's like that. He's very like, it's a quip. It's very like quick kind of humorous that's his style my grandmother comes in often when I'm not feeling well you know they they have their personalities still on the other side um but yeah I think anybody can kind of listen I think we're just trained in the society to be like oh that's my imagination Mm -hmm. yeah and there is someone told me this and I think there is something to it where you do have to be an open person. And so people that do have an imagination, it's there's an openness there, right? And it is a similar openness. You kind of have to be having a bit of a blank slate. That's why I don't like to know anything about who you want to bring through because I that's the easiest. The hardest readings are from my family. Yeah. Now, I, I have to think... Um, speaking of people that would want to come to you, I would think law enforcement as far as trying to resolve different cases. Yeah, there's been, I've had a couple, but, um, but no, they don't know about me. So, (laughs) so no, because I'm, I don't want to see those scenes and I wish I could help, but they uh, then are often a lot of people that haven't crossed. Right. And it scares me. Okay. Yeah, and but I have dealt with a couple of cases and there's their families that have reached out to me and their cases that were in the news and mm-hmm. we, uh, one was not this is how I realized I didn't want to do this as well because um one was still alive and they were trying to find him and he did not want to be found and I I could see where the truck was I could see where he was but he would not show me on a map where he was and he didn't he didn't he passed with you know his own doing and that was it like he did not want to be found and that is heartbreaking for me right and that it really pulls at my belief system too Right. Right. Because I believe that that's your own body. And if you want to do that, and yet this is a fellow who has kids, right? Right. And I'm a mother and I'm like, I can't, this is too much. It's too much. And there's other people that can do this. There's way better mediums than I am too. Right. So yeah, there's other people that that's their strong suit. Mm -hmm. My strong suit is dealing with um, children that have passed. Um, I said that from the beginning. It was very hard. Actually, I didn't know what I was going into, but I was um, a mother with a young um, daughter at the time. And I thought, okay, if I am going to do this, I'm going to do it for the greatest good. And to me, the greatest loss is a child. Oh, absolutely. So this is the best use of my ability and time. And I sat down and my first reading was so overwhelming I um, I was 
with a woman um, in front of me. Yeah, it's, it's shaking me up as I speak. And I said, okay, there was a, I think it was a, a grandparent. And I said, I described this farm. I described exactly like what it looked like and all the nuances. And there's animals on the side and horses. And there's a long like trail to the garage and blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, there's a baby in a wooden high chair and it's a boy, and I would say under the age of two, just over one, and um, and there's a fire. And so the baby passed from that, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, it was all validated. And then I couldn't let this little guy go. And I kept remembering it and remembering it. So it was a huge lesson. I went into the bathroom and I cried. Like this was before I kind of went professional, so to speak. So I was just kind of doing readings for people. And she was amazing, actually. She's like, this happened in my family. And she, I just am so lucky to have this woman because I have to be the rock. And I didn't know how to do that at the time. I was really young and she was in her 50s and a grandmother herself. And she's like, this is a tragedy that happened that I know about. And it's okay. It's okay. Like she believed in the other side and everything. And so it was good. But I went to the bathroom. He was with me. I couldn't let him go. I didn't want to let him go. And then it just, I couldn't carry on with my day. I was traumatized by it so that was a catapult for really learning boundaries um and absolutely trying to forget after every reading and peacefully sending them on their way to the Mm -hmm. other side yeah so when you close your eyes at night do you Mm -hmm. have to fundamentally do that because i would imagine when you're in the state of relaxation Mm -hmm. that would be more open for you so yes as a child like nighttime was yeah like if i didn't have my partner next to me even in my late 20s i had to have a light on Mm -hmm. oh yeah it was like a big funnel and i still to this day sleep with a blanket over my ear it freaks me out when they come behind me and they're talking in my ear like i have to have even now when i have good boundaries so yeah (laughs) <laughs> I can't do that. So, yeah. But it's 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 changed. It's evolved. Like, it. I'm not scared, obviously, now. Um, and children are the most brilliant on the other side, I have to say. They are just, it hasn't been that long since they've been there. They're so connected and so full of love. And I've never seen a child that hasn't crossed just so you know, for oh, all wow. everybody that's listening. Yeah. yeah, I've never seen a child that it doesn't matter what's happened to them. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's yeah. really like they are the light on the other side. It's so beautiful. But, um, and I've had like tuple pregnancies. I do realize that once, you know, um, they come in, that they are there in spirit. Now, from this might, you know, be controversial for a couple listeners, but I do believe that the spirit comes into the body um, at an early, early stage. And then it's very common for women to miscarry or, you know, like abort or whatever. Mm. And it's always the knowing of that little one that that's what they're getting into. 
Mm. Yeah. And the saddest thing, and I see it so often, is when mothers have this guilt and this weight on their shoulders and the little ones like, no, 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 no. This was my entirety. This was my life. It's us humans that judge that we need to be living till 85. It's so hard to tell a mother that, like, I'm a mother, I would feel lost, so much so. And then you wonder, like, if I did this, could I have? No, no. That was no, the way it was supposed to be. that is the way it's supposed to be, right? Just mm. where it's like, you live to 96 or, you know, or you live to like 80. That's a full life. We still consider that's kind of a full, full life. Well, they, that's a human judgment, Right. That's something we've determined. Yeah, that's a human judgment. And imagine if you have like all these numerous lives, wouldn't you just want to like come test the waters? Right? And this mm -hmm. is what they often say. I've I've heard it over and over again. It's like they just wanna come put their toe in the lake. Like that's it. Like this is what they want. Or they just want this, right? And it often aligns with the mother carrying the child too. Um, so she has the opportunity to get something out of it, right? Mm -hmm. Of having that experience too. Like before she came in to her life, and this is hard for people to kind of grasp, right? But if we take the emotion out of it and just realize we have so many lives, right? That this is something that she has kind of signed up for having an experience in her life, right? So it, it, and how far back could you go? So if, if let's say that there's a, a story I have in our family history from not just the, the previous generation, but multiple generations, is, is that even a, a, is that possible or? I've had like great, great, like okay. I, quite far back. Um, what, what happens then is people don't know. My dad always says it's a reading is only as good as someone's memory, as the client's mm -hmm. memory or knowledge, right. right? So they don't often bother showing up if you don't know about them. Unless it's, I've had people that are adopted and they're like, hey, blah, 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 blah. Mm. But yeah, what's the what's the point in right? It, right? Yeah, yeah. But it has changed over time. I have a a, a coming out story if you're interested in that. Okay, so tell me the story. Okay. So so I am early 30s. Um yeah, so how many years ago was that? Like, yeah, way over a decade. Couple. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, just a couple. No. Like mid, early mid 40s here. So, okay. So I have been seeing spirits but it's getting annoying, <laughs> frankly, because I Probably am not, not good for a dating life either, is it? Well, I was married at the time and it was just, it was irritating. It was just irritating. Like, I just, like, why are these people coming? I'm not helping anybody. I, you know, had one friend who was like, well, you know, you should be doing readings or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know how to do readings. I only know how to talk to my people. Or then I see randos that like, I have nothing to do, you know, and I try to scoot them out of the way. I'm like, I don't know why this is happening. Like this doesn't, if I was supposed to do readings or something or help, like, wouldn't I do that already by now? So, so she's like, well, she's like, you need to ask. And this is where... <laughs> This is where I'm kind of just very human. I'm like, okay, who who am I gonna ask? Like, who am I? She's like, well, ask the universe. I'm like, okay, like, 
dear universe, please show me, right? Because, yeah, so I did it, though. Um, yeah, and I was just like, if this is meant to be, show me. Like, I also discredited myself a lot up until that point. Because How did you do that? Like, just, just like, okay, well, that wasn't, right. yeah, like, that, you know, wasn't important. Yeah, I saw, but like... Like, I would always try to be like, I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing. I'm not crazy. I'm not seeing. I'm, you and know. And I completely understand that. You just want to be normal. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I would always poo-pooed it and made it less than it was. And not with my family. My grandpa, I couldn't. And I honored that. But yeah. Anyways, I just didn't think I would be accurate enough or good enough to do it. I feel completely different now. So we're on a flight. I'm with my ex-husband at the time going to San Francisco, left our daughter with grandma and grandpa. And we're so excited. I have my little travel book. We're at the front of the plane and I'm stoked just, you know, babies away. Like I'm out of the house. So um, it was kind of halfway through the flight, I guess. And I felt a spirit and I'm sitting next to the window and I could, I could feel him. And he was a big energy. He was a small guy, but he was a big forceful energy. And he was like, you have to go talk to my sister. I never got to say goodbye to her. And I, at that point, still got like ghost fear. Like, oh, even yeah. though he crossed, I was like, like shaking, like get me away. Like, and I can't go anywhere. And so I, I told my partner and I'm like, do you, okay, okay, I see someone, he's been bothering me, he won't go away, and he's like, just ignore him. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So I'm reading my book, and I'm like, he's not going away. I'm like, do you think I should go and talk to his sister who's on the plane? Like, I'm not a Long Island medium. I don't show up at ice cream parlors and just be like, hey, your grandmother is here, blah, blah, blah. And like, she's going to think I'm crazy, right? And he's like, he looks at me, he's like, yeah, don't do it. I'm like, okay, 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 settle down. So I'm trying to ignore him, and... He impressed such sadness and emotion, he got me to do it. That was how. It wasn't the talking. He like... Okay, super cool, by the way, yeah. that you would do that because... Yeah, it's so scary. I mean, uh, but to push it back, push it back, and then this person's like, listen, I, I have to impress upon you this... This is important. Because this yeah. is a this is a small microcosm of time that yeah. I need this to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that, yeah, I, yeah. He was like a short uh, Latina fellow, kind of muscly, and he was like he was very powerful about it. But when he went into like his heart space, I would say, like his emotion, and said, "This is really important," I was like, "Oh my god, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it." Lied to my partner. I was like, "I'm gonna go get a tea." He's like, yeah, "Okay." <laughs> so I go, and we were right at the beginning, the front of the plane. Um, so I go around the corner and I have to say, and if she hears this, she's going to laugh so much because I'm still in contact with her. So she was a flight attendant. I knew it was a flight attendant and there was two. Lucky, lucky. Yeah. Was I? I don't know. You'll <laughs> no, see. but flight You'll attendant, because uh, then that's less, you know, awkward to walk up to a passenger. It's just because you it? walk up to a flight attendant and say, you know, hey, uh, Hi. I don't know. No, 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 Rick. No, it was 
terrifying. I was shaking like a leaf. I I went around the corner and there was one in our section, like the front, and there was one in the back. And ours, I'm just side note, she was she was not a happy camper. You know, I've traveled lots, but she was, let's say, having a bad day and um, she's kind of like taking the cups and like, we're like, whoa, don't mess with her. Uh, like I want a tea. Don't ask for a tea. Like don't ask for a tea. So I was praying it wasn't her. Of course it's her. Right. So I go around the corner and I look at her and I freak out and I'm like, can I have a tea? And she's like, yeah. So she goes in the corner and it's kind of noisy, etc. And then there's this short bubbly, like happy, you know, flight attendant. And I said, Okay, I'm like, um, I know this is going to sound super crazy, but is, have you lost a brother recently? And her eyes go wide, and she kind of shakes her head a little bit and then points to the other girl behind. And I'm like, okay, 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 great. So now I have to do it because <laughs> she's going to tell her. <laughs> and so she comes back, and she's like, here. And so I take the tea, and I'm just petrified. Like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm like, this is stupid. I don't know what I'm doing. It's a bad idea. But the girl, the other girl already knows now. Like, so, I, yeah. So I'm shaking, and I just close my eyes, and, and I just said, you know, uh, sometimes I see dead people, and I believe I have your brother here, and he looks like this, and he says that he never got to say goodbye to you, and he passed very recently, and he says that you're his younger sister, and he has two kids, like... And I open my eyes, and she is basically crying and wailing. And I'm like, immediately, like, this is not what happens on TV. This is not what they show. I have destroyed her at her job. What have I done? At the workplace. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, I thought, I don't know what I thought, frankly. I thought, not that, though. Not this, like, crying, like, oh, my God, I wrecked her. She's working. And I look over at my partner, and he looks at me. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I look at her, and and she's sobbing. And she's like, who did this to him? You know, and and he showed me a picture and said, this is not what it's about. Right. And wouldn't let me say it. He was like, this is not what it is. And um, he got out some personal messages, but yeah, that were very important. Um, And then I kind of left her to sit. We had like the seatbelt sign went on, so I had to go back into my seat. And then I thought, like, I've destroyed this girl. So um, what am I going to do? Like, I can't. Also, I know that I won't hang on to all the details. Like, I already s- sort of know that. So I'm writing them all out. So I write it all out. I'm like, I'm going to write it all. And then I'm like, do I give her my phone number? What? I can't just leave her high and dry. Like, okay, I'll give her my email address. I'll do this. So I just put my email, like, only if you want, if you have any questions. Like, yeah, kind of thinking. Also for her that that, that this is real, too, yeah. because I tend to talk myself out into like this doesn't happen, you know. It was the most amazing experience for me because my ex husband was there, she was there. There's witnesses that like this all happened, the evidence I said was there. So I wrote it down. Now we land. And, you know, they come out and they say goodbye. Well, she doesn't come out. And I'm like the fourth person off because we're at the front. And I'm like, I've, wrecked, I've destroyed her. And so I go to the front and she comes out just for me. And she holds my both of my arms. And she says, 
Thank you so much. There is no amount of money I could have given you for what you provided for me today. She's like, just to know that he's there on the other side and with us. And so we get to San Francisco and I get an email from her. I read the next morning. I tell my dad what happened over the phone and my mom. And that's where my dad's like, there's no way. There, you know, he has like uh, RCMP background, right? Uh, he's very like analytic. You know, oh, he's like, yeah. there's no way you would know that. I'm like, I know that. All right, you were telling me. Like, yeah. So she writes this email saying how she was thinking about quitting her job. Like, she didn't want to work anymore. That's why she was upset. It makes right. sense. Her whole family was devastated. This only happened, I think, like a month or a month and a half before. Their whole family was distraught and distressed. And it was kind of like um, a tornado going downhill. Like, they were just compounding um, sadness and grievance, like, and they were all going so low. She became the beacon in that family. You know, he's he's not coming back, but just to know that he's there watching over was everything. Um, and she said, she's like, do you do this for a living? And I said, no. And she's very, like, religious and believes in God and everything. And I'm like, maybe, maybe, I don't know what this is. Like, like universal energy? Yes, yeah, sure. But man with a beard doesn't really resonate with me. So, but she's like, well, this is God's work. This is why you're here. And I was like, Okay. Okay. So then I was a little bit more like, okay, I went back to when I was like asking myself a month earlier to like show. And I'm like, okay, touche, touche. That was a good one. I kind of believe you a little (laughs) bit more now. Okay. And she, because of her, I had, I mean, I had another reading with her where her brother came through and he is one of the easiest, best spirits to to connect with because he has lots of attitude in a funny way and a sense of humor. And um, he like crosses his arms. He's very manly and he's kind of short and has like a chip on his shoulder. And he's like, so kind of act him out when I'm like reading. So she lives in California and I still attribute a lot of my following to this day, like international following because of her, because Mm -hmm. it's just word of mouth. Like, I don't advertise or anything. And and that way I know, you know, people know what to expect. They hear it from their family or friend, coworker, whatever. They know what they're getting into. And they know I do it for healing. It's not right. like for bachelorette parties. I'm not into, like, tea parties with your grandma. Like, it's just not, you know what I mean? So I have to tell you a story about uh, Venice Beach. <clears throat> I'm walking down the street. And uh, I chose not to go to a convention because I find people very interesting. So I'm walking down the beach and I'm seeing, you know, Muscle Beach and everything else. And I saw this woman who had free reading and, and it was just like a little stand. And, and, uh, and so I walked up to her and I said, um, you do free readings? She goes, yes, I do. And I said, oh, this is great. I said, I have a burning question and I have to have it answered. And she goes, go ahead. And I said, well, and I swallowed and I said, okay, this is really tough for me to say, but will my next car be a Lexus or a Mercedes? <laughs> and she she just shook her head. And, and she saw them, you know, I, I was smiling. And, and she goes, well. Um, and she, she chatted and she was a good sport about it. 
And uh, I said, hey, by the way, thank you so much for playing. And I said, I, I didn't really have any, but I just, and so I gave her $20 and I said, that was just a lot of fun. And I, I really appreciate meeting you. And she goes, before you leave, and she goes, you know, you've already given me the money. So we, we don't like, I'm not trying to get money from you or anything, but she goes, you have three spirits. And she goes, most people have one, maybe two, but you have three. Do you, do you land on your feet a lot? And I said, yeah. And do people call you lucky? And I said, all the time. Mm -hmm. And she goes, it's just odd to see three spirits mm -hmm. when most people don't have that many. So is that like, I don't even know what, is that a medium? Is that an intuitive, like? Yeah, I mean, I think... First of all, we shouldn't get like hung up too much about the labels, but there is, say, I would find like uh, the difference, there is a difference between psychic and medium. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I don't know what she would call herself, um, but that's leaning more to a, a medium. So a medium from what my little understanding is, remember, I didn't study this, right? To no, do. No. So I think someone that has might be like, well, that's wrong. But this is my understanding from just living it as a medium is a person that connects with spirits on the other side and typically not using, you know, tea leaves or tarot cards or things like that. Just talking like straight to that spirit. Um, and then there's psychics, and um, psychics can't necessarily be mediums, okay? But mediums can be psychics, from my understanding, um, for the most part, like to generalize. So for me, I, I don't love the psychic stuff. Um, I can do it. I... I pretend I'm not good at it so I don't have to do it um because I've had I've had in the beginning I didn't know what the heck I was doing so I went out as a medium and then I would get clients that just want psychic readings for me the feeling of a psychic reading is going into someone's purse it's like very personal. It's very, and like medium readings are personal. I mean, if we're talking about like a child that passed, absolutely. But I'm not, even in readings, I don't look at my sitter. I don't look at my client. I look at the person I'm talking to, which is the dead person, right? And I don't want to feel the client's feelings. I want to um, emanate like the feelings that I'm getting from that you know, spirit, I want to be a complete representation of that experience, right? right. So yes, yeah, so the psychic stuff is kind of like, I don't think that like it, it, I'm not interested in telling you, you know, when your husband's going to come in your life. Sure. Like they never, you know, um, help me through a like a divorce. Like they never were like, "Hey, this isn't going to be a mistake in a couple of years." Like I was like, "Where are you? Where are you?" And, you know, it, it doesn't work like that because in the big picture, um, this is the analogy I use: is if you come in to learn and have the experience, say, with addiction, right? As a spirit, you're coming into this life. The spirit doesn't judge. So if you are a millionaire, right, and you have all the, like, the Porsches and the Ferraris and, you know, the big house on the ocean, but you can't, you know, 
you can't get out of your work. It's all about money and it's like that addiction, right? That drive. You can't hold on to relationships with people that are really deep or meaningful because you're just driven by work. You're so addicted. That in our society is success. Mm. right look mm-hmm. at what he has look at all the things you know oh he's so driven he works so hard you see someone on the streets doing heroin and there's addiction and there's judgment there by our society like oh right it's like a failure so spirit doesn't judge like that right and i could go as far as saying god doesn't judge like that yeah yeah well they sound evolved is really because Addiction manifests in different ways. Absolutely. And we don't know what that looks like. And, yeah. and, and again, for someone that pounds out 80 to 100 hours a week and they have horrible relationships with their family, they go, that guy, he is really doing it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's doing something. Yeah, but he's doing it. <laughs> it may not be that healthy. Yeah. So I would imagine, though, that, you know, and, and I, I think only of your father, like this would have been a massive like turn for him of, of finally grasping the fact that because even when he tells the stories about stuff that you've done, mm-hmm. you can tell he's still bewildered by it. Yeah. Like he's still, but so am I. Oh, well, so, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. It, it's still like, I, I, I go keep going back to just your thought process of, of growing up and, and the experience of it. And, and again, I, I remember as a kid, like I had a vivid imagination. I wear a night guard to this day because I grind my teeth into dust because I have these vivid dreams. Yeah. And and I guess the other question would be, are, are dreams a functionality of of sort of because you know I've I've had conversations with well known people. Mm-hmm. And they feel very natural to me. And I wake Mm -hmm. up and I go, I spoke to Michael Jordan last night over a grocery counter in Chicago before he retired. And people go, that's crazy. And I'm like, oh, probably. It it probably is a function. But again, I don't don't think we completely understand or comprehend, again, of, of all the of the nuances that are out there. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it is crazy. It's crazy awesome. Is what it is. <laughs> um, I I think when people can't explain things and that makes them uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Right? Put it in a box. Yeah. Yeah. And I so to touch on the dream thing. So dreams. I don't. I very rarely like. Maybe I've had one. I think, but I they're not a big deal to me because I see them when I'm awake. So they don't have to go into my dreams. I do know that that is a big connecting point for um, a lot of people because they're in a relaxed state of not judging, right? Mm -hmm. And they are open enough in that state and aware that they can even remember, right? That's a lot of us can't remember our dreams. And yeah, they are a little bit different. So it's like they were just there. That's exactly what it would feel like, okay? And Sometimes they speak, sometimes they don't. Just because they don't speak doesn't mean, right, that they're not just there. But they will go and meet you in your dream state. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it will feel vivid. Like it will, when you're in the dream, you won't, you often aren't, from what I understand, thinking you're in a dream. You're like, this is awake. And then you wake up and you're like, whoa, okay, that was a dream. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. 
Yeah. So I believe that happens, but it doesn't really happen for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, so when you close off, mm-hmm. what, what does that look like? Do you, do you have to mentally go through like a, I lock this door, I lock this door. I had to and when then I was I lock younger. This door. So yeah. you, you have to go through a series of mental exercises, I'm sure, to just make sure that that channel is closed yeah. because I'm with blank yeah. or I'm with my kids or yeah. like. Yeah, I mean, I'm very empathic as a person. So even walking down, I grew up in Vancouver, walking down the streets and passing people, oh, I could like feel literally ill like when I got home sometimes. So. You know, the the thing of um, a lot of people will know this about bubbling up, right? And it's like shielding yourself. So I'm um, like a visual person. So for me, I, I put a bubble around me. I put a bubble around me now um, when I go out and it's like flossing. Sometimes I forget, like it just happened. But when I was younger, it was a cloak, like it was like a, like a Harry Potter cloak and it was really heavy and velvet and I had a hood and I could just do that. Um, but I think my boundaries are so good now um, that I don't have to do that. But I've had people bring um, children in and they want to protect their children. And it's interesting because the I had, maybe I've done it like five or six times where I get a call from a parent and they're like, okay, my child sees spirits and, you know, can you help with that? And we don't know, like we think it's true, but we don't know. And I'll talk to the child and they're usually more okay with it than the parent, especially if they're really young. Mm-hmm. Like I've had really young, like four or five-year-olds and they're like, oh yeah, grandma comes all the time. And it's like the mom that's freaking out. Sure. And then I'll talk to her privately. I'll talk to that parent privately and say, you know, this is kind of a bit more your fear. And and frankly, I love seeing children that are happy about it. That was not my experience um, for the most part, but so great when like, that's how it should be, I think. Um, But I will tell the mom, like, there are things that you can do. And this goes for anybody. If you feel an energy in your house, you have the right to not let them in, right? I a lot of people are into saging and stuff like that. I think that stuff just makes them angry. I don't think it really like gets them, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. blowing cigarette smoke into someone's face, like go away. They're like, ew, like why did you do that? Right? It's just not it's not gonna really make them I have go. A cologne that's perfect for that. Yeah. <laughs> so I just I tell them that you can take charge. So it's like if a live person walked through your door that was unlocked right now, would you just sit there and be like, please, please don't come in. (laughs) Please get out of my house. I'm so afraid and look down and like, no, no, you're going to be like, oh, hey, get out of here. Right. And lock the door. So it's just and then not giving attention. Mm. Right. But there are and it's it's far and few between, but there are some energies just like there are in real life here real life in living life i should say um energies that want attention that aren't mentally stable right it's not in our best interest and even if you're saying no but you're looking at them Mm -hmm. you're getting attention and that and they're feeding off of that so it's no in a firm stance and then turning away from it so we have uh, we have pets, and again, we're, we're 
we're asking all these questions and I love this. So sometimes a pet will stare at a space. Yeah. Is that the same where they're going? Like, are they looking at something? Yeah, I think sometimes they're, they're like, oh, I really want to go out for some ball right now. But sometimes they are. Yeah, absolutely. And they are also on the other side. Sometimes people ask. And not just dogs, cats. Like, I've had a horse that scared the bejesus out of me. Come before. on. Yeah, but it was a very, like... Yeah, I mean it was a it was a pet to the reader, but oh, it scared me. <laughs> but oh, that was the most wise, more wise than some people, a lot of people. Oh. Yeah, it was oh. amazing. It was amazing and so gentle. But it was more like it was a giant. It was like I wasn't expecting that. So yeah. So that that's amazing because yeah. you know that would fall follow suit with the reincarnation aspect yeah. of you know, different things come into different, you yeah. know, forms and, and yeah. that kind of thing. And they speak a little bit different. They speak um, like they don't, yeah, it's obviously in my head that, that I'm hearing them. Like, um, it's not like I, <laughs> yeah, it's not like they're speaking, speaking to me, but they're sending thoughts and, but they're quite short often. And most of them are really loving um, and very not dramatic. Mind you, I have had a little, like a client where this little purse dog jumped up on her lap and he was very righteous. He's like, I'm the baby. I have lots of outfits. And he was white and fluffy. And he was like, I don't like when she leaves. I don't like, like he was like a prima donna. And I was like, wow, <laughs> this exists in like dog form. This is, Yeah fascinating like I'm always learning I'm always learning and as soon as I think okay I got it I realize I got I got nothing compared to what's out there right mm -hmm. and it's interesting how if as a society people will get so uncomfortable by not knowing and I think that's what I appreciate in other people is just being like more neutral like I'm open to this I might not believe it or I might believe it. But if you think about that we're living on this sphere that's rotating around this massive fireball, right, in this galaxy where we just not that long ago found out there's other galaxies and mm -hmm. we don't even know where that ends, right? But we're cool with it. We still go to Starbucks and get our coffee and, you know, our life goes on. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. spinning on an axis and you're yeah. like, okay. And, and yeah. there's all these stars. Yeah, no, I... And the infinity that is, is space is mind-blowing. Yeah. But, but again, we're like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, it hurts your brain when you really think, okay, our galaxy, then there's another galaxy. Like, like, oh, my God, how big. Like, it's like it hurts my brain. And same thing with um, some questions for, like, one thing I don't know. And maybe another expert would have the answer to this. But I'm I'm curious. I'm asking. I'm always trying to learn more. So one thing, when you do get reincarnated, if you're in another body, how can you show up for me? Mm. I don't know. And, and they are, in the most loving way, they will sometimes respond kind of like, a little pat on the head, like I'm just one little ant trying to build a skyscraper. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, you'll find out later. <laughs> like a dumb little ant. But, you know, it, 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 
I, I realize I'm not going to get all the answers and that's okay too. Okay. Here's my shot at it then is if, if that knowing full well that, that, that snapshot of, and I think of the baby in the womb and, and how short that life is, we've, we've predetermined, okay, well, that's a short life when, you know, that's, they'd wanted to dip the toe in the lake, as you said. Mm -hmm. So now we're thinking ahead of, uh, that person in the other body is going, okay, well, wait a second. I'm, we knew that there would be a channel for this. We knew ahead of time that there would actually be, you know, this connection. So we've decided to hold off on that, that reincarnation until that the channel is complete because all knowing I'll see, that's yeah. my best. That's yeah. the best I can do. Yeah. yeah. And then the major point that we often struggle with is time is not the same over there. Well, that's what I mean is, yeah, is, is just, time is different relative than so, all those things. And yeah. like then maybe overlapping and we don't, yeah. and maybe you can be alive here living in Japan and I, you could split off and talk to me like maybe, I mean, and why is that so far out when you look at, Everything we've created and other planets are just like just gas or just fire or, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like stars and ex yeah, it's just, I mean, we had dinosaurs. If we didn't have the proof for that, we'd be like, <laughs> right? This is one of those uh, discussions where I can see why Joe Rogan sometimes uh, smokes a joint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could go off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't personally, but, but I mean, it, it, it is it is so expansive yeah. this discussion like yeah. i mean you there there's really no borders on it and that's mm -hmm. the cool part is as you said and i'm i'm so happy you're adjusted i mean mm -hmm. is any of us really normal probably not yeah. me more so than anyone else but but i find you somewhat okay i have this gift it probably a huge struggle growing up mm -hmm. But now you're at a place where you're like, okay, this is a gift. I can share this. Yeah. I can pro provide some healing and some nurturing. Yeah. And, yeah. And that, that to me is so amazing. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love, I love helping people. And I have people that come back to me every year. I don't allow people to come very often. Like yeah. a year is like the soonest, unless you lose somebody, then you can come back. But I have to have these boundaries because people in the beginning were coming every month and using me as a telephone and, yeah. you know, asking like what's going to happen in the future and stuff. And I remember once having a client um, and she's like, well, wh when am I going to meet my husband and stuff like that? And I said, well, you'll have a partner and you're going to have a baby. And she's like, oh, there's no way I'm having a baby. I had a baby like 18 years ago. And I just paused and I looked at her and she's like, there's no way. And I'm like, okay. You're having a baby. But anyways, she called me three months later and she's like, I'm keeping it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, but I don't want to do that kind of stuff. And I had to like make boundaries for that because I don't believe in mistakes. Mm -hmm. Right. I believe that they're learning opportunities and stuff. And, and you have to have your own, um, will and making decisions you you shouldn't be listening to some psychic tell you what to do i mean i've gone to psychics i like i think it's interesting but you should always take it with what works for you right exactly. like just yeah. whatever 
you know, that resonates for you, put that in your basket, but don't take it to live by, right? Like that's not the rule book. Yeah. Always have that discernment. And I, I think that's when, so you would probably be very picky with who you would choose to, to chat with about these things. Cause I, I, I do think, cause if somebody's coming in and they're clearly not neutral, as you would say, mm-hmm. then it would be really difficult. I think on your end of, of even being part of that where you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I clearly see this is maybe not the best idea for both of us. And mm-hmm. have you had that happen? I have. Yeah, I have. And my weakness is to go through the reading and then I'm drained. That right. is what I said, like in the beginning, right? As if it's, it's for the greatest good, I'm hyped after. If I don't listen to that little voice, I'm exhausted. I'm right. ex- exhausted I have to go nap after and it's and I will get a little impatient after and be like I don't want to do this anymore like mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then I'll call my mom or dad and I'm like yep yeah, no I don't want to do that I don't want to I don't like this anymore it's not what I want to do make up your own mind but uh, so from my standpoint and this is just from my side of the table I just feel like it you could actually capitalize massively on this and this is just because mm-hmm. you know i, I it, it is truly a very special gift uh and and i don't know i don't know any other mediums in my life to be honest and mm-hmm. and so that for me is when you have something very special and and as that woman said on the plane i would have given you any any amount of money to mm-hmm. to do this and mm-hmm. and here you are just like I said, a somewhat reluctant person to this and and just seeing the greater good, which I find really heartwarming that you've chosen that path because I, I think it would be very easy to to look at the capitalistic side of this. And I'm, I'm just glad that you're, you know, you are who you are and you've figured out this is something I'm going to give, mm-hmm. but not necessarily for my own betterment. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to continue i guess so it is fulfilling for me to help so maybe not betterment maybe not that word but is greatly fulfilling to help um and heal Mm -hmm. to be you know kind of some sort of vessel for that it's not coming from me it's coming through me and i honor that and i feel like whenever i if i dishonor that i want it to be taken away i also am I mean, there was a point in my life that I was doing three or four readings a day and I I broke from it. And so it's also hard to transition, right? If you do like four readings in a day, it's hard to get grounded to then spend time with my daughter, right? Or, or my family or friends and go right, on with sure. life. Then I'm really walking through a grocery store seeing everybody. So that I keep it in check because I don't want to walk around seeing dead people all the time. I don't, that's how I can keep it in check as well. The more I do it, the more I'm in that world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, and you know, then I always like kind of wonder if, if I am going to get, going to be able to get back to kind of that grounding in reality if I do too much. Oh, that's fair. It's, it's a balance for me. Yeah. It's definitely a balance. So one last question yeah. is, so I have, uh, you know, parents that have passed. Mm-hmm. I don't 
like again, I'm I'm resolved. There's there's no lingering issues. But do they would they want to somehow come back and have a because again, I'm 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 fine. Like mm-hmm. everything's good. Mm-hmm. I have a great life. I have a wonderful fit. Like I have everything really that I need and want and mm-hmm. and could ever dream of. And is there? But am I am I shutting that off by saying you know what I? Like, I don't know. You know, you're not shutting it off. Defi- I mean, like, you're here talking about it. You're definitely open. So <laughs> you're not shutting it off. Um, mostly, I find, in a general sense for people, if they're like, should I get this done? Should I have a reading or not? There was no unresolved issues. What you're going to get is a lot of talking about stuff that you already know, mm. right? Yeah. That you know, they're talking about memories and things like that. Um, and for me, it is a bit boring. I hate to say that, but yeah, it's just like, oh, in this time we went here and, you know, I like to drink coffee and read a newspaper every day and da, 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 and like, this is how I got the scar. And you're like, yeah, I know that. And, you know, right. the overall message is I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the constant that they always bring. I love you and I'm with you and I'm around more than you think. And I encourage people to talk to your loved ones. You do not need someone like me. And so, I mean, I I understand it's validation and especially in a sense where things are not totally tied up and resolved. Yes, absolutely. I can help facilitate something like that. But I don't want to be seen as this magical unicorn, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, I can also draw. I'm an artist. And yeah, I could probably draw a better alligator in in kindergarten and grade one than the average person. Okay. But we all have our talents and everything. And it's not like other people can't do it. Even if you don't hear from your parents back, right? They are listening. Sure. So chat with them. You don't even have to chat like you can chat in your head. You don't mm-hmm. have to look like a crazy person. <laughs> I would do that in a bank lineup. But yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Probably pick your spots for yeah, sure. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> well, th- this has just been a thrill. And I, I so appreciate you sharing and, and just being so open to, a- again, you know, I, I, I do think people have uh, various views. Mm-hmm. And and this is something that I, you know, I, I'm just I'm curious about. I just I just find it fascinating. So thank you for spending the time, Shannon. And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I, I I hope this is not the last time. I hope we get you on again. No, oh, thanks for having me. It's been great. <laughs>